Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Ticket to Anywhere podcast. I am Trizzy. And I am Leah. We are two voices, two views, and two ways to adventure from anywhere. Where in the world is Christine Lozada? I know. She's here in our episode discussing about her amazing life of traveling and capturing it on a drone. And of course, iPhone, GoPro, etc. When you hear drone photography, there's not much female drone photographers or operators out there, which is why we really had to get Christine on with us. She left the corporate world to live a life of happiness and passion, aka traveling. Mm-hmm. Christine has lived such a full life and there's so much that we learned from her. We gained a ton of confidence in creating content when she shared how women can feel empowered as a traveler, a photographer, and a content creator. And I love her story because she goes through like so many different stages of her life and like the old her and And Christine just cranks out content. She is a content machine. So you definitely want to listen to the end to hear a special project that she has going on and how you can be part of it. Yes. I regret not getting a drone. And I I was thinking about getting a drone right before I went to the Philippines, like literally the week before. But I was like, why? First off, I just bought a new GoPro a month before (laughs) for the Philippines, which was a mess. If you go back to our Philippines episode, episode (laughs) 10, but I just got the GoPro. So that was overwhelming learning that. And I was like, I should buy a drone for, for what Leah, (laughs) do you know how to use a drone? So I was just like, forget this too many things going on. I'm not going to buy the drone. That's why Christine came on and, you know, she dropped some knowledge. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But she carries a lot of equipment with her and it like, it still kind of scares me to to be a solo traveler, solo female traveler with all that nice camera equipment. But I I love her for being dedicated to her craft, being dedicated and confident that, you know what, I'm, I might be a solo female traveler, but I know how to handle my business, right? Exactly. That's exactly what she is. And she dropped so many nuggets of wisdom. And I think this is an incredibly special episode and hopefully resonates with with anyone out there, you know, not just women. So she has a really cool story and she's just an all around great person. So, yeah. And so today I'm going with my drink is an iced coffee, Cafe Bustello. I brew that in my mocha pot for some espresso. And then I pour some milkadamia, macadamia milk. They're awesome. It's an unsweetened vanilla, which is great. So it gives that flavor without any sugar. And then I froth again, some silk oatmeal cookie flavored oat milk. I'm so extra. Damn, (laughs) man. I want everything from my pantry. Mix it all in. Yeah. But you know what? I'm these days, uh, coffee is my non-negotiable. I will always go out and buy it. But these days I've become a lot more knowledgeable and having more fun brewing coffee and even making iced coffee at home. Wow. Well, the tea I have today, I'm drinking out of a hydro flask right now. So it stays warm. Um, it's a actually a flower tea. I bought it from Hong Kong. We went to a tea house in Hong Kong. It's a jasmine flavor or jasmine tea flower. Yum. All right. Yeah. And, it you know, bomb. it sounds delicious. But as y'all know, coffee and tea, a big part of who we are, we always collect it and bring it back home from our travels. So we thought we'd share it with you every episode, what we're drinking for today. 
If you find value and enjoy our episodes and special guests, please rate us and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It means the world to us and it helps other people find us as well. Yep. You can also leave us a review or comment on our Facebook page or YouTube channel. Just search ticket number two anywhere podcast and be sure to subscribe or follow that channel so you never miss an episode drop and if you'd like to provide monetary support you can support our work by buying us a coffee just head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash ticket to anywhere so enjoy this episode with christine Hey there, it's Trizzy and Leah, your hosts for the Ticket to Anywhere podcast. We created this travel podcast for you, who's just as obsessed with exploring the globe as we are. We each travel a different way and even have different work schedules, but every episode we aim to widen your worldview, inspire you to consider a destination near or far, or learn from others. With us, you can adventure from anywhere. Keep in touch with us on social media at Ticket to Anywhere Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Never miss an episode by subscribing to Ticket to Anywhere Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Pocket Casts. And hit subscribe to follow our visual podcast on YouTube. Welcome to a, an episode of Ticket to Anywhere Podcast. Um, ever since I met you in Sidewalker Daily Calls a few months ago, I think it was maybe a month or two, I was like, this girl is so cool. And you know what sealed the deal was Clarice was like, this is Christine. She just came back from like Tanzania and she's a content machine. I was like, let me check this girl out. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. And they're like, she produced like 48 videos in a week. Trizzy. I know I was like, wait, what? That's an exaggeration. Right. But I do pump out a lot of videos for Hell you yeah. on YouTube channel for sure. Because YouTube is your main, YouTube is where you play, right? Exactly. YouTube is, is my main man. I basically try <laughs> so hard because I use YouTube personally to plan a lot of my travel. And so I try to make the video that I wish that I got to see before I traveled somewhere. Girl. Yes. That's how I feel every time I watch videos. Oh, I actually just watched one of your Oahu hikes because I'm going to Oahu in a few months. And I was like, this is what <laughs> I need. Cause it's just straight and direct to the point. And it's like everything all in like mm -hmm. a very brief summary yeah it's tempting to show me like living my best life and what mm -hmm. I'm now and what I'm doing but like if I sat down and I am a busy person and I don't have an hour to watch someone's regular vlog I just want to know and the way I set up that video is where to hike where to yep. hike that short yeah so it's like maximum view with minimum work and where should you go eat or drink afterwards that's really close by right yeah that's the video I want to watch <laughs> that sounds so fun like a little bit of hike, lots of view, something to eat. There you go. And where to park. That. And if the parking is free. I love that part too. Yes. <laughs> we are so about that because we try to be very practical. Yeah. That's just it. It's like those small details because mm -hmm. when you break it down on like what stresses you out during a trip, like it's, it's one thing to be like, where am I going? But like literally once you get there, like where am I going? And yeah. I like that information. Like, is it free? What are the hours? Where do I put the car? Yes, exactly. Uh, so yeah, I'm all about it. You're the traveler's <laughs> dream. That's like how I love researching too, literally. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, is there a gate? Is there how many parking lots are there actually? You know, how many steps is it to, <laughs> from the parking lot to the hike? <laughs> how long you have time to put take? my shoes on on the way, right, you yeah. know? <laughs> Which I totally would be doing. 
Oh my goodness. Okay. So Christine, I want to start a little bit from the beginning. Um, what I know about you, cause you so lovely laid it out on your Instagram. You're like, start here. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to find out a little bit more about Christine. You just said, you know, you're from San Diego, you've lived all over working in corporate marketing, and now you're a drone content creator. You play on YouTube. That's your space. And I want to know about maybe your life before, and then that transition. That's actually a good question because it leads into how I became the nonstop traveler that I am. Because in my old life, grew up in San Diego, I worked for companies like Walmart and Amazon doing marketing. And in those jobs, like awesome, but you're tied to a desk and you can't go anywhere. And so I spent a year and a half, what I call fun employed, which means like happily unemployed. I was actually traveling the world at that time (laughs) and just rethinking like who I wanted to be. And I knew I wanted to keep doing what I was doing in like the marketing e-commerce space, but I wanted to do it for a company that would let me be remote so that I could keep traveling. Mm -hmm. So I was able to find this company that was basically like, Christine, be in Michigan for one week, every four to six weeks. And otherwise we don't care where you are, like just do your job. And I did that for seven years. And to put it in perspective, the amount that I would be traveling is in the range of 250 to 275 days a year, just for fun for myself. I was flying six to eight times a week. Sorry, six to eight times a month, a month, (laughs) way too much (laughs) per night. (laughs) It also goes back to like why I have the style of YouTube videos that I have. Because at that time, like I was so busy traveling, doing my normal job. Like I don't have time to be like, how do I travel in this place? Because I was in so many different places all the time. And so I realized as I was going down this path of corporate career that it is just time to do something else. Mm -hmm. And in the world of 2020, of everyone (laughs) pivoting, One of the things that I realized during this time is that my purpose in life is to help other people live bigger, amplified, bigger lives than they're living today. And for me, the way that comes out is in the things that make me feel so damn alive. And that's traveling and adventuring and it's flying drones, which is why my MO has been this pivot into helping people to travel via my travel YouTube channel. And we'll get into a little bit, but I have big drone projects coming up to hopefully, not hopefully, that I will reach hundreds, if not thousands of people, helping them to make drones significantly more accessible, easy, and like, just get into it. So that's where I was and where I am now. You just took us to church, Christine. I know. <laughs> See, this is why I love starting just like doing early morning interviews like this. Like it gets me pumped up for the day. I'm gonna quit my job now. Yeah. <laughs> You're literally our people. That whole I was like, Amen, Amen, sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. as hard as 2020 was, it's a wake up call for all of us to start living the lives we really want to now. Because who knows what yeah. else the future holds. Yeah, yeah. 100%. I've heard yeah. that so many times last year. It's like, let me do all these things. Like, you don't know what's going to happen with your life, right? Yeah, exactly. So you you left, I mean, you left corporate, your world, that old life during the pandemic or at the start of it? 
during the pandemic, I was already on my way out just before the pandemic started. I started my YouTube channel in the late summer of 2019. Mm -hmm. And I knew that this was going to be my thing. Just the pandemic accelerated that. And it's a weird thing to be a traveler and a travel creator during the pandemic. But the number one thing I hear is when people is people saying, when this is all over, like, I'm going to go travel the world. And guess who has 140 plus YouTube videos to help you out with that mm-hmm. when the time is right for you. Um, and so I knew that I needed to not, I needed to keep creating. Don't stop. Yes. Even though people weren't traveling at that time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah during that time, like, I know I was doing a lot of research during mm-hmm. the pandemic. So mm-hmm. I'm sure millions and billions of other people are doing the same just to, you know, keep their travel dreams alive. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And with your videos, like, especially the locations that you go to, it's like, you'll absolutely inspire people to visit a place they've never thought of. Right. Even in your Instagram stories, your Instagram's on fire. I love Instagram. So I'm like always on it. I, you're always at the top and I'm like, Ooh, let's see what Christine has to say today. And it's always just incredible, incredible imagery, you know, keeping us engaged, asking us questions, like what questions do you have about XYZ location that I just mm-hmm. came from? So yes. I want to ask this question because a lot of people, I mean, pandemic or not, tell us about the prep from that transition from corporate life world to full-time content creator and traveler. Cause that's, mm-hmm. you know, for our audience, that's a big, that's a big thing. That's a big deal. Yeah. And that's a really good question. Um, and ultimately what it came down to, and this is a challenge I see with a lot of content creators out there is they're simply making content, but they might not know why. And simply looking for followers and more people to follow you is not a good reason for that. And so even though I don't know yet what the business of being a travel creator is for me, there's lots of different paths. I know at my core, what my purpose is behind that. And that's, helping people to live these bigger amplified lives where they feel more alive by doing things like travel. And then my job within that is to help make travelers travel smarter, better, easier with the content that I'm putting out. And when I keep that at the forefront of everything that I do, it makes it really easy to figure out like what I want to be saying, what kind of content I want to be creating, because it's the questions that I ask you know, before I sat down at my computer looking stuff up before all of my trips. And so I guess in the transition between the corporate world and content creating, the two things I would say is one, be so solid in why you want to do that in the first place. And the other thing is, while I do bring some of my marketing skills over from the corporate world and things that I do, at the same time, I have spent more time unlearning what I learned in the corporate world Mm -hmm. because who you are in the corporate world and the way you act is oftentimes kind of like a robot and is not really a fun thing for a lot of people to be consuming Mm -hmm. on places like Instagram, right? (laughs) Like you want to keep it way more real. You want to be more yourself. You want to be more casual, but you also want to be really helpful. Um, so unlearning the corporate world and then being solid in what type of content I'm creating are like the two things that have really helped me to make that transition from the corporate world to being a content creator. That's so great. That's I know. Keep your mission first (laughs) and foremost, which is also really important because one of the biggest things about being a content creator is that this face or this voice is being seen or heard 
by thousands and thousands and thousands of people every single day. And there will be lots of really awesome ladies like yourselves that are cheering me on who are super excited. And there are the trolls, the travel shamers, the haters. And on a daily basis, I am responding to these comments. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's one of those things where it's like, oh, it's hard to knock me off what I'm doing because I'm so solid in what I'm doing that I don't question it. A lot of people start to get the haters and they're like, okay, maybe I should stop doing this or stop showing that. No, it ain't going to stop anything that I'm doing. Uh, This is how it goes. Yeah. Yes. Can you tell it? I want, I can't imagine people hating on you. So like, what kind of comments do you get? (laughs) That's a great question. Um, I would say it, the, the number one piece of hate comment that I get is people hating on my fashion. They cannot Stop. stand oh, no. and what's funny <laughs> is I'm all things. <laughs> That's the thing. thing that they're seeking for negativity. Oh, yeah. Like reaching. They're like reaching. Yeah. So I often wear the same thing all the time because same I thing. will go on like on my Oahu trip. I was gone for... Um, four weeks total between all the trips I was at. And that was in Oahu, tropical. I was in California, San Diego, where it was cold at that time. And I was also in the desert riding ATVs where it was hundred degrees. And I had one carry on for that whole trip, plus all my camera gear. Mm-hmm. And I had two drones with me on that trip. Right. So basically between what part of my luggage is my camera gear versus clothing, it's like 90% camera, 10% clothing. So I'm often wearing the same thing all the time. And people are just like, nah, I hate what you're wearing. And I oftentimes wear all black all the time. That's a new thing. But this is an example of like, I'm solid in who I am and that I'm a minimalist. Mm-hmm. I don't really care about clothing. So Mm -hmm. this is not for you. That's okay. Cause there are so many other people out there. The Mm -hmm. second one is around opinions of things. And um, here's an example. I might showcase the Oahu hikes. Like these are the Oahu hikes. And someone might come in the comments being like, this is so wrong. You should go to this or that hike. And it's like wrong. Add it in the comments and help right, yeah. somebody. You specifically put that disclaimer. You're like, drop a comment so we could share to the travel community like all this information. Yes. So- and so that has been a pivot of mine. And that's such a great catch. And I love that you noticed that. Yeah. And it's true because I can only like, I'm only one woman. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I can only do so much freaking hiking. And I, I hike right. two times a day sometimes. And uh, on that trip, but I can't cover every freaking hike. And Mm -hmm. so I try really hard instead of being like, these are the only five you have to do. These are the five that I did. Let me tell you everything I knew. And a new one actually is here are some other ones I considered, but didn't have time to do. And if you have more, like, let's help each other. Cause I can't tell you how many trips return trips I have planned just using the comments of my videos. Yeah. Um, but here's, here's what, here's one thing that kind of gives you the overall picture. If you think about it, when someone writes a blog post and you're like, oh, like I didn't like that font or I didn't like the way they wrote that. It doesn't really matter mm-hmm. when you see mm-hmm. something on Instagram, when it's a picture and it's a picture you don't like, you scroll past it. But if suddenly mm-hmm. it's video and you have to listen 
and look at somebody that you might not really like that will make you feel something really different. Mm -hmm. And that's why on YouTube, and a lot of YouTubers talk about this, most of the hate that they will get will come from that channel. But at the same time, the deepest love and the most help you can often give someone comes through that channel. Mm -hmm. Because I have had a chance to, on a one way, interact. Like you watch one of my videos, you have a pretty good sense of like what's going on over here. Um, And you can develop a relationship with your audience in a way that other platforms don't allow you to. So YouTube comes with big reward and also risk to the comments, Mm -hmm. which is fine. As long as you're solid in yourself. Yes. (laughs) I can imagine that, that you might be desensitized to some of them by now. Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, you grow a thicker skin, but you know, people are creative. There's new things all the time that I'm like, oh, like I often tell my meatball boyfriend this, like, read this one. This is a a good one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like, wow, this this one's extra spicy today. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, um, how do people have time for that? Yeah. Right. But it's the authenticity, like warriors. the realistic views and perspective that you put into your videos, you know, like, of course, there's going to be those influencers who has different dresses that are being sponsored by Versace to go to like Fiji <laughs> or something. And I'm like, you know what, I'm not relate relating to this. So click yep. out, <laughs> you know? Yep. Yeah. And actually, so that's another one. Um, A lot of people encourage me to be the female traveler in the flowy dress. And I'm just Mm. like, that's not my style. Like, that's not who I am. Mm. I'm in the dry fit because I'm a sweaty girl. Like, (laughs) I'm wearing fitted yoga pants because I like to hop fences and climb over and under things pretty regularly. Yes. Yeah. And (laughs) the flowy dress just gets caught in the mud. (laughs) And I'm in the mud. Yeah, <laughs> but, but it makes you more relatable. Like, yeah, I want to ride a bike and, and it gives people permission, right? We learned this mm-hmm. <laughs> in, you know, in Sidewalker and all the, the communities that we're part of. It gives people permission to ride a bike in a bikini also to like yeah. wear yoga pants and a sports bra, you know, it, whether yeah. they, whether they cover up more or whether they want to wear the flowy dress, it gives people permission also to, to do what you're doing. Yeah. So that's why actually, I, think I came close to it on the Oahu hikes. You'll actually, you've already seen this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I dressed, I used to dance hula in an old yes. life. So I put on a hula outfit. <laughs> but the behind the scenes that I love to show on Instagram is like me laughing at myself doing stuff like that. I hiked back down the mountain in that outfit because I was like, I don't yeah. feel like changing. Yeah, exactly. Just hike down in this outfit. <laughs> was I, there people waiting like to get on that pillbox while you were shooting it or was it you got lucky? So that's one thing for me is I'm not the style of video content creator that's comfortable with just like super big crowd, like, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> to me, when I'm traveling, that annoys me. And in this, and you'll learn about this as I talk about flying my drone, I'm really careful around how I film, when I film, when I'm flying my drone, when I'm talking to the camera, because I, I don't want to take away someone else's travel experience. And that's just annoying. It doesn't mean it's possible 100% of the time. There are discrete ways I do it, but I specifically timed when I did that hike to do that, when there would be significant, significantly less people. Um, Cause, and actually 
there was someone there already when I came up mm-hmm. and um, I simply said like, I'm going to get up there when you guys are done. Like there's no rush at all. And these are the other things about being a content creator is just because you want the shot doesn't mean you're going to get it either yeah. on that day or in that moment, or you might need to wait an hour. And so I sat down right in the dirt, responded to about 250 Instagram comments. And then when they were done, I went up there and did the thing. <laughs> <laughs> See, time um, management. That's yeah. <laughs> and still loyal to your audience. Look at you. You're like, I'm going to make time to do this right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. I am. I am game on working all the time. I wish I was there to see the hula though. (laughs) Imagine me just climbing up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I want to get into your drone. Obviously this is what you're here for. So first and foremost, what gear do you use? And I'm talking like all of your camera gear. Oh, that's it. Not just drones, all my camera gear. Yeah. And then we'll get into drones. (laughs) That's actually a very, very, important question to ask because so many people geek out on gear mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. don't like Especially to get, Trizzy. <laughs> yeah. don't like to get started until they have the right gear. And for me as a content creator, don't get started until you have the right intention. This iPhone mm-hmm. is what I use to both film and edit my entire YouTube channel for a year and three months. I just started editing my videos in Final Cut Pro. Prior to that, I was using filming straight off my iPhone, no mic, nothing, just holding my phone or filming with my phone and then using an app called KineMaster. It's basically iMovie on crack. You pay for it. It's cheap, something like $20 a year. And that's what I use because I was traveling so much. I would edit while I was in line at the bank, at the airport, on the plane, in the Uber. And I would just edit off of my phone. And that's how my entire YouTube channel came to be. Um, so my iPhone. Now I have um, I have more things than that. So my iPhone is really important. And because I do a lot of adventuring, um, I put that in quotes as though it was, yeah, that was <laughs> I do a lot of adventuring those are these hand movements adventuring this is good encouragement for people to watch your youtube channel not just listen to it on audio so they can see the jazz hands uh i use a gopro um gopro super important for me a lot of people ask which model i have the gopro 8 i went through three gopros in 2020 i lost one to the mountains while skiing they're like how'd you do that because i don't stay on the course and i go (laughs) and the other one was uh to the sharks in the bahamas which I'm bummed about from the perspective of that would have been the best piece of content yes. uh, to watch my GoPro being lost to the sharks. But those <laughs> they were ate it or like fell <laughs> down where the sharks were. <laughs> uh, let's just generally put it to the sharks in the Bahamas. Um, <laughs> oh, man. And my last one now is my GoPro Hero 8. So I used that and then I had accessories for it. Things like, especially because I do a lot of underwater stuff. I have the mm-hmm. GoPro Dome. If you don't know what that is, nice. imagine a bubble yeah. that basically allows you to take really nice in and out of water shots. Um, and just between my iPhone and my GoPro. And then I have uh, my drones. And I first started flying the Mavic Mini fantastic drone. The Mavic Mini 2, obviously the better one now. And I fly the Mavic Air 2, uh, which is basically one step up from the Mini. And arriving today is the new DJI FPV drone. Mm-hmm. So I will be full on weird goggles on flying the <laughs> FPV starting this week. Yeah. Oh so my God. Three. You're, you're about to have three drones. Three 
Drones. Yeah. The right number of drones to have is N plus one, in which N is the current number of drones that you have. <laughs> but that's something that I will um, be talking a lot about because I have two YouTube channels. I have my travel one, then I have my drone one. Um, is when and why you would want different ones because they do very, very different things. Um, and I like to geek out on it. I'm not encouraging other people to geek out on it. I'm encouraging people to get started and like mm-hmm. have fun with it. Uh, but I like to full on geek out on it. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. So it leads us to the next question. How did you sharpen and like build your skills and techniques of flying a drone and how do you do your research if if you do any research on where to fly it because I know a lot of people are spontaneous and they're like you know what this looks like a good place to fly so I'm just gonna go do it yeah these are really good questions Um, I'm actually gonna start with that that one first like when like where how did how I plan a flight because this past week I had one of the other sidewalkers visiting me in Florida and she, Captain Boomies, Kate, Captain Boomies, she's all about boats. She is a boat captain, total <laughs> badass. And she wanted to learn how to fly her Mavic Mini. And she wanted to specifically fly and get boats. And, you know, the, the novice might be like, oh, yeah, like, let's just go to the ocean or the intercostal and start flying and look for that. But someone who is a little bit more experienced like myself will realize you got like 20 minutes of battery and you only have a couple batteries and we need to be smarter about getting these shots. Mm. And so planning her flight in two ways. One, I love to use something as simple as Google maps on satellite. And that allows you to have a top-down view of what different shapes, what different objects, boats might be in the vicinity in the area. Cause you can just Google search like mm-hmm. yacht club, for example, <laughs> but to take it a step further, when you flip on the satellite, you'll see a huge marina with all of the different boat blocks with potentially hundreds of yachts there. And then that's how we know to go there. Um, that combined with the safety stuff, looking at the drone maps to make sure you can actually fly there. And then once you're on location, scoping it out on foot first, you never want to put your drone up and look because that will eat your battery super fast. And uh, thinking about what sh- what's your goal of the flight. So for her, her goal was she wanted pretty pictures of boats. The second thing she wanted was to be able to tell a story, to educate people about the, w- the color of the water when it's mm-hmm. shallow versus not, mm-hmm. and be able to show that at the level of a boat and the level that a drone can go to, to demonstrate that. And so we basically had this really smart flight plan that got her the type of content that she needs before we even threw the drone up. So that's an example Sweet. of what something like that looks like. Yeah. Nice. That's your amazing. Oh, your first question. Your first question was how, how did you sharpen your skills and your techniques? In the same way that I learned how to snow ski, which was using YouTube. Hey. That's actually how I learned my laundry as well. Cause my mom. That's what it is. <laughs> That's what it is nowadays. There's so much that you can learn on YouTube. And that's why, again, going back to the content I create, it's I play off of answering the questions that I had as a traveler and that people are asking on YouTube. YouTube is a search engine. And so Mm, I started using YouTube to learn um, and I used it to learn how to fly my drone. But the other thing is it is significantly easier than people think it is. There's a misperception around drones 
that it's complicated. Actually, one of my Instagram stories that's live right now was simply asking my audience, do you think it's hard to fly a drone? And the two options were, nah, seems easy. And the other one was, yeah, it seems hard or it seems complicated. And the current results right now is 80% of people think it's complicated and 20% think it's easy. But when you look in the 20%, 90 percent of those people are drone pilots that follow me oh right wow, wow, wow. So the real the real accurate picture is that most mm-hmm. people think it's really complicated and mm-hmm. it's not and so when i say i learned on youtube i'm not talking about investing insane amounts of time learning mm-hmm. i'm talking about you know not that much learning time probably in the range of maybe even just like five hours of watching youtube to get as good as i am today like Mm-hmm. It doesn't take a lot. Yeah. What about obtaining um, a light? You need a license in the U.S. to fly a drone. Is that correct? Yes and no. The, the easiest way to explain it is if you want to make money off of your drone, whether you're selling the photography, you're doing professional things like real estate or drone mapping, you do. But if you're just a hobbyist, mm-hmm. you can just fly a drone. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, I got one last question before we jump into the T2A, Q2A. And this is one that I really wanted to ask you because uh, you once posted that solo traveling and flying a drone is empowering. Can you mm. tell us how everyone could get into that mindset, especially for new travelers, new solo travelers, people who are scared to fly a drone because of TSA taking it away, or just people who are scared and shy to take content of themselves? How do we get to that mindset? That's a really great question. And you first need to be in the mindset of being a solo traveler, Mm -hmm. which is a lot of people try to just jump straight into like, oh, let's go to a foreign country by myself (laughs) for the first time. And the the first question I always ask is, have you taken yourself out on a date? Have you done the dinner and a show in your backyard (laughs) by yourself? And a lot of people are like, no, I could never eat alone. Then I'm like, when you go abroad and you eat every meal alone, it's going to suck. Um, and so one of, one of the big mindset pieces for me about solo travel, and this leads into filming yourself, is there is no one I'd rather have an amazing time with than myself. Like, I think I'm really yes. fun. I have a great time hanging out with myself yeah. and I'm very, very good at entertaining and making myself laugh. And a lot of capturing yourself in selfies on your YouTube channel with your drone, you look really, really ridiculous. You just, <laughs> you just do. And there's ways to ease into that too. Don't do it at noon on a Saturday in the middle of Rome. There's a couple people around and that's going to make it worse a lot of times. And for me, it's just when I was in Oahu, for example, I woke up at sunrise a lot because it's just the lighting is so beautiful at sunrise Mm -hmm. and no one's around and you can take your time and relax and get the shots that you need. Um, Plus it's just really nice because it's quiet and you have time to yourself. And so for me as a solo traveler, it's getting that mindset of like just enjoying time with myself I also know myself really well. And it's just, I see it as a way of 
every trip for me solo is a way of getting closer and learning more about me um, and really taking care of myself. Because when you're traveling by yourself, you don't have to worry like, oh, like Leah, what do you want to eat today? Or like, what do you want to do? It's what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times for me, that's, you know, eating ice cream at 1 a.m. And then maybe catching a jazz show, especially if you're in New York City, because that will go until 5 a.m. <laughs> now, but during normal times. Um, and so that mindset and then capturing yourself and the drone makes it so much easier because you can get all the angles that you want, you know, and a lot of times when you're taking images or photos or videos yourself, it's like the selfie style. And that looks like what everyone does, right? Cause it's the easiest shot to get. And it's only one style of shot. And I'm not saying I don't use that. I do use that. But the drone will add a whole other component with a whole mm-hmm. other view to really round out the style of um, content you can put out. I love it. That's incredible. Yeah. Really quickly, where do you buy where do you buy your drones? Uh, Best Buy mm-hmm. sometimes or straight from DJI. Like the FPV drone okay. right now has a really long wait list. Um, so I bought it directly from DJI. But otherwise... Um, Amazon or Best Buy. There you go. All right. Now it's time for the T2A Q2A, which is the ticket to answer, ticket to answer, (laughs) (laughs) ticket to anywhere quick to answer segment. And we have four questions for you. And the first one is, why do you travel? I travel because it makes me feel so damn alive. I love that. Of course. Of course, for you, Christine. (laughs) Do you have any rituals or routines when you get to a new place? Rituals when I get to a new place. I look, oh, a lot of times when I'm traveling places, I don't these days because I am a nonstop traveler and I'm ending up going to places before I have a chance to even look into it. One of the first things I do once I get settled into wherever I'm at, because oftentimes I'm only booking my accommodations, is I will look at what's around me. And what I mean by that is whether you're just using Google Maps or Yelp to find random adventures. And I always, always leave free time that isn't scheduled to purposely go get lost. And I will ground myself in a place by looking and then closing it and then going and getting lost for a little while. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's one of it's a way That's to do so it. Cool. Awesome. All right. What items do you absolutely need with you on your trips? My drone. <laughs> Easy peasy. Heck yes. <laughs> yeah, really. I, I'm such a minimalist when it comes to traveling. I'm of the mindset of as long as you get your passport and your wallet. Mm-hmm. For me, it would be my glasses. I have very, very bad vision. Uh, my glasses and then my drones. Totally fine. I love that. Everything else you can buy wherever you're going, right? Yeah. <laughs> True. And yeah to round it out let us know what your next trip is what projects you have coming up and where people can find you those three questions but (laughs) so I actually have a really amazing drone project coming up that I'm so excited about and going back to like my intent in being a content creator my intent in this project is simply and I've kind of mentioned this before to make drones way more accessible to people to remove a lot of those like wrong assumptions that people have about drones. It's so easy Mm -hmm. and it's so fun. And I am going to be starting what I call the drone party in which I am going to be 
one-on-one helping hundreds of women and people to fly drones. If you are a drone pilot, the name of the pilot license is called the part 107. And so I'm inviting you ladies to be a part of my 107 women and people that I will be going to, to help them fly drones. Whether they have one, whether that. they don't have one, whether they're curious or whether they just, I don't know, Mama, I, I want to try it out. I will come to you with my drone and help you to fly it. Oh my and that goodness. is captured in a very, very large way that will, in my intent is to help more people to access and fly drones. So I love that. And I mean, there's a lot of us sidewalkers out here in LA, so it'll be easy to get us out here together. True. Yeah. This is good. I could see Trizzy. I could see you flying a drone. I actually, I won a Adobe photo competition a few years back and the prize was a drone, but they didn't send me a physical drone. They sent me gift cards to buy the drone. So I was like, <laughs> at that time, I was really scared of getting a drone because, you know, TSA, the cops, they're always out to get me somehow. I'm always the one being searched. If I have a drone, they're going to confiscate it or suspend it. And there's like no way for me to get it back. So I bought myself a stabilizer instead, which was actually a mistake because the stabilizer is super heavy. And I barely <laughs> use it now because I have a steady arm. So <laughs> Once you fly all of my drones, you'll realize that you'll want one. Let's put Mm. this in perspective. I've only been flying for about a year. That's crazy. It is second nature to me. And I am a believer that other people can get there that fast, if not faster. I mean, I was flying my drone the way I do now. My drone photography is on the cover of tourism board magazines two months after flying my drone. Two months. That's incredible. And other people can be there too so fast easy. And that's what you're going to achieve with your program. I think I can speak for a lot with a lot of people when I say like, I think the biggest thing is we're scared of crashing the drone and then like, Oh, there goes hundreds of dollars down the train. Same thing with a car though, right? That's true. You're probably not going to go to the, to the raceway and start (laughs) racing your car. Right. Like my guess is you're probably just going to go straight and then maybe park your car. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing with a drone. Put it up there, take a picture, take it back down. You're fine. <laughs> That's so great. People can find me on YouTube. I'm at Christine Lazada everywhere from YouTube to Instagram, etc. I do have two channels on YouTube, my drone channel and my YouTube channel, but I'm at Christine Lazada everywhere. Yes. And super responsive, super helpful. We can attest to that. (laughs) I cannot wait for the drone party. That's a party I will go to for sure. Yes. (laughs) No, but everything you've said, every knowledge that you've dropped has been amazing. A good way to start off the morning. We wish you well. We cannot wait for more content from you. And I can't wait to fly a drone. Yes. Thanks for having me. Take your class. Thank you, Christine. Don't forget, we are on YouTube and anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you loved this episode, please leave us a five-star review. Subscribe, follow us on any podcast platform and YouTube so you never miss an episode drop.